Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Tonight, it's another tilt at Petco against the Giants. And even though the Padres lost last night, Mike Janelle is still happy that the team's at home so they can wear their home uniforms. It brings out the color in your eyes. I like it a lot. Does it? Is that what's going on there? Also in studio, we've got Bob Scanlon, who also likes the home unis, but prefers his clothing to be a little bit, well... Tighter. Scanlon wore a woman's extra small t-shirt. I, it's a big what? deal. I, I think it was more just a European cut. Is that yep. what it was? Yeah. yeah. And rounding out the crew, it's Jordan Carruth, who will be talking about the Padres today and not clothing, as to avoid getting made fun of on Twitter. can't believe people on Twitter were complaining about it. That's a huge shock. I know. It's Complaints okay. on Twitter. Who would have thunk it? Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padres Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and... And Jordan Carruth. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Padres Social Hour. Woohoo! That's what I like. The yeah. early spirit coming out of the gates hot. Loving it. With Jordan and Bob, we're getting you set for Padres and Giants game two of their three games. Set first pitch coming our way at 7:10. But until then, we are here at the AMR studio. Chatting a little bit of everything. It's going to be a good show today. I got a feeling. How are you guys feeling? Good? I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, Locked let's loaded. do it. There's a, a great of, show? there's a lot of energy in this studio. Absolutely. I like it. It's hump day. It's Wednesday. You know, yeah. things, are, things are cooking. The homestand's getting underway. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. A little Madison Bumgarner, maybe. How's that sound? Good. Bring it on. Got Christian Bethencourt going to be swinging by. Don't look at me here. like that. Don't Why? look at me. Don't stare me down. Don't stare uh, yeah. me down. All right? <laughs> come on, man. Let's come go. on, man. Um, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. We got Christian Bethencourt coming, so we'll talk to him. Uh, always nice when one of the players gets a chance to stop by. Might talk some, uh, some Matt Kemp trade bait. That was floating around the Internet today. Might talk some baseball TV dramas. We can go literally 100 different directions today, so hope you guys are prepared. You're in the driver's seat, man. It's your bus. Oh, We're just the passengers. Ready to have a good ride. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Good, good We're luck. Ready. We're yeah. ready for the topics. Good, right. good luck. Uh, whatever we do get into, make sure you join the conversation with us. Wouldn't be a show without those of you tuning in. Uh, use hashtag PadresSH to let us know what you think on any direction we head. Also, join the live chat happening, as always, at Padres.com slash social hour. Also, guys, we may be breaking news during this next hour. Whoa. Yeah, because happening right now over in New York City, my old stomping grounds across the country, it's the Sports Business Journal Sports Business Daily Awards, and Petco Park is up for Facility of the Year. Very nice. One of five finalists, and they may be announcing it while we're on the air if we get that news. We'll pass it along, but uh, I'm, I'm excited. May bring home we some hardware. We may be hardware. sitting in royalty right now. No kidding. Yeah, I like awesome. our chances. I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Our office, our studio could be the, the sports facility of the year. It's one of the most beautiful stadiums around. It's awesome. I mean, even visiting people that come in, they always tell me, God, what a great stadium. You know, the people that go around and they see a stadium every summer with their kids or something, which is a great adventure, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they always come to Petco and they just rave about it. So. And the stuff they do besides the baseball. Billy Joel was just here. They yeah. had the golf in the offseason, basketball games, the mm-hmm. all the concerts i mean there's, there's so much soccer games yeah. here yeah it's well yep. done so by the way the competition it's the uh, the stadiums for the san jose earthquakes uh kansas state athletics texas a&m and daytona international speedway i think we have an aggie fan here somewhere i heard a little, <laughs> yeah. a little gig i've on only been to two of the five you listed so i don't know i don't know how to compare it to that's the other. two more than me that's impressive you've I, been to petco park haven't you oh you're including petco i thought you meant two of those other four uh, yeah petco is the only cool. one that i've been to yeah the brick the brick speedway that's pretty cool yeah all right so yeah. we'll see again if we get that new we will uh, definitely pass it along. Uh, more news to pass along from today. A couple of roster moves for the Padres before we get into last night's game. Uh, and these are brought to us by ADP. 
So uh, Jabari Blash, who we all thought we were saying goodbye to, and we had a heartfelt uh, uh, adieu uh, when he was uh, DFA'd earlier in the week, now he's back. It was a trade. He cleared waivers, and the Mariners agreed to a trade with the Padres. It's either for a player to be named later or cash considerations, so we'll see what happens there. But he will now be in the minor league system for the Padres, finally. And Alexi Amarista, after one rehab game in El Paso, had a couple of knocks. Now back with the big league club, arrived today, available to play tonight. Tehran Guerrero, the reliever, heads back down. So uh, those are the, the big moves. Always love seeing Little Ninja back in action. Yeah, personally. it's a good time to get him back, too. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people on Twitter were saying, what's the big deal? It's just Alexi Amarista. But you know what? When you've got someone like Jose Perella, who's supposed to be an outfielder as your starting second baseman, getting someone who's proven he can play at the big league level, no matter your thoughts on Alexi, it's, I mean, it's good news, too. This team needs it with all the injuries that have been mounting up. And a lot of times fans simply react to a batting average yeah. or non-base percentage. Right. Or, or a war number. You know, whatever, whatever your uh, number du jour may be. But the bottom line is the guy can play defense. He helps out. He gives flexibility to Andy Green off the mm-hmm. bench because he's got a guy that he can put anywhere and allows him to do some more, you know, the double switches and pinch hitting and shifts and everything else that they love to do now. And with all these injuries, the Padres lack a little bit of depth right now. Yeah. So anytime you can get a player to come back from some, some injury or coming up from AAA, it's, it's a good sign. Especially yeah. a versatile guy. Anybody mm-hmm. even serviceable, you add versatility. I mean, it's good. He said he yeah. may even play some shortstop because Alexi Ramirez can't take any days off, so it'll help. He's your third-string catcher, too, by the way. And that, too. Yeah, so and he, he can pitch. And he can pitch. That, yeah. right? And so he can pitch. A, a lot curveball. of different things that he can, yeah. he can provide. So those are the moves today. Uh, that's uh, ADP, helping companies focus on what matters. All right, uh, the game last night. So uh, basically, in terms of the game itself, I mean – the Padres got bumgarnered. Nothing you can do. He was on it in his complete game, and uh, nothing too much there. So we we'll want to talk about, of course, the big fracas. It wasn't even a fracas. I don't think it qualifies. Typical as baseball that. fight, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty normal. That was After, more. Yeah. That's more than what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys shoving on the couch right now is more than what they got into yeah, last you, night. You know what the key is to those fights, also from a player's perspective, find somebody that you know, right? Find your buddy, and you grab each other by the shirt. <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? Hey, hey great, great to see yeah, you. Yeah. Want to go get something to eat after the ball game? Yeah, dinner yeah, sounds good. Yeah, cool. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Italian, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Italian's yeah. good. Secrets behind <laughs> the curtain. The big league fights from Bob But hey, you stuck up for your team in that process. Right, exactly. You paired off with somebody, you're holding them back, right? Mm -hmm. You're keeping each other out of trouble. So it ended up being, you know, nothing. And those two guys, Myers and Bumgarner, they were at first base later in the game, and they've discussed that nauseam, both of them, yesterday and today. It was nothing. It was whatever. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of the fans on Twitter, the Padres fans, as it was happening last night, Bumgarner, he's, you know, I can't stand this guy. He is a bum. You know, everything they can discuss, you know, not classy, scumbag, whatever. He's pretty good. He, I mean, he's great. And I think people, you get away with this kind of behavior when you're as good as he is because if that fuels your fire, great. What, this kind of behavior? What do you mean this kind of behavior? Because what he said admitted after the game was, I just wanted to get mad for a minute. What's and wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, he's, tr- he's trying really to. Di- I think he's stirring something out of he's nothing. He's not trying to stir anything up. He's trying to diffuse the situation and basically say that it was nothing, which it really was. And in the heat of combat, you've got a hitter that swings and misses, right? So he's looking out, according to Will, he's looking over at the, the velocity thing. All right, that's fine. As a pitcher, you know, you're kind of peripherally looking and you're seeing the guy, he's kind of looking at you. Look, you, you're going after it right there. The adrenaline is flowing. You're in a Major League Baseball game. You're, you're trying to get out of an inning. He did it, so everybody's amped up, and just the littlest thing can sometimes snowball into something that is absolutely nothing. So I didn't look at it from either side and think, this guy's being a jerk. This guy's being totally out of line. I just see two very competitive guys, as they should be at the Major League level, and, and things get out of hand a little bit. Fortunately, nobody gets hurt, and uh, they're I laughing at I think if it was anybody but Bumgarner, it wouldn't have snowballed. I think he likes oh, to make on. mountains out of molehills, that guy. That, that's ridiculous. All these guys, look, if you don't have a little bit 
bit of fire in your belly when you're out on the mound, then I don't want you on my ball club, all right? I want guys pissed off in those situations. I don't want guys picking fights. But pissed I off in what, though? Myers is, like, stumbling he's backwards. He's something. He's walking out, and Will even said, look, I said something. He didn't know what I said. It was misinterpreted, and now you get after it. So it's not anybody's fault. It's two guys that are amped up in a Major League Baseball game, and things are going to happen like that. And there's a lot of players in Major League Baseball that need to play a little bit angry, right? As I have no problem with that. I, I have no Were you that type of player? Yeah, absolutely. You I didn't want to talk to out there. I was. I didn't want to talk to anybody the day of the game. If you were my friend off the field, you cer- certainly weren't my friend once we got between those foul lines. In fact, the more friends we were off the field, the better chance you were going to get something high and tight once that game started. Yeah. And and things are going to happen out there. You know, it's so much buddy buddy. Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Look, I like seeing. I had no problem seeing what happened between the Rangers and the Blue Jays the other day. You know what? Batista gets hit, good hard slide, they, they yeah, get but after that, it. that had actual cause, and I'm okay with getting right. perceived slides. Whatever gets you in your zone, I, Myers didn't do anything. He said something, but and he said Bumgarner it, took it out of he context. He said it in reaction to Bumgarner's stare down. No, but Bumgarner's looking, they're both looking at each other, something is said, and it just snowballs. I don't think it's anybody's fault. These things happen in the midst of, of combat, and I think it was great that we saw both these guys afterwards at first base, and they're laughing about it because they both stepped back and realized, okay, you know, this was taken out of context. I read too much into this. No harm, no foul. They both said there's, it's not going to carry over at all. It These types of things happen. There was so much uncertainty in that play, Bob, because you have the pitcher who doesn't realize what Will Myers is saying. Exactly. So he's like, what did he say? What's going on? Right. And then Myers doesn't know why Bumgarner's getting mad. And then the Padres have to clear because they need to stick up for their player. But they don't know why right. at that point. That's why do why we have to run out? I don't know, but we have to. I, I, and that's what's going on. And I, Madison Bumgarner yeah. is one of those guys. You've got to get fired up. We had uh, Dave Fleming on the radio show earlier today, Voice of the Giants. He's like, Bumgarner is one of these guys that he's not bored out there. He didn't make it sound like he's bored and he just needs to get going. But every once in a while, he needs to remind himself, like, hey, get right back in the game. Be fired up. And sometimes uh, moments like that happen. Yeah, I, I don't blame If it's anybody. me, I'm more yelling into my glove or pounding it. I don't need someone else to get me amped up. You should be able to amp yourself up without but you, having but to But you are amped up, and you look over, and you see some guy staring at you, and he says something, so you're not going to just take it. You're going to be like, hey, you got something to say? I think unnecessary barking for, oh, for Bob McGarner. please. Uh, so Jellyman tweeting in, and he was one of those fans last night that was very vocal, anti-Bum Garner, says, I said it last night, say it again, should have drilled Mad Bum. Now, that I don't <laughs> agree tired. with. Hey, you know that what? Was I love it. I yeah. love to see the Padre fan passionate. I expect the Giants fan to be passionate mm-hmm. as well. Both fans should be passionate. But these types of things happen. From a player's perspective, I'm just telling you, that's, that's so low on the totem pole of, of you know, cause and really long-term anger and angst. Yeah, now the best revenge was his next at-bat. He struck out. Colin Ray sent him back to the dugout. Would you have, I wouldn't have hit him. I think that was, did not warrant it <laughs> at all. <laughs> but would you buzz the tower a bit or move his feet that where you're just it was done it was over it's like again it's so low on the totem pole of things that uh, really are worthy of something like that right one of those things where the bullpen's not even there yet and the fight's already over Uh, the fight is obviously blood last night and i'm sure it's because of bumgarner's history and because he is good if he was some back-end starter you're not bumgarner's not a guy i would mess with in major league baseball yeah he's pretty strong you know he chops down trees in the offseason he does he does a lot of things i don't do you know what's crazy (laughs) about him with colin ray last night his adversary they're both six five they're both kind of framed the same way but ray he had to put on 20 pounds of muscle this offseason and he still weighs 20 25 pounds less than Bumgarner does. Yeah. He's just, I mean, he's a different kind of human. Yeah, he's thick. I mean, there's a reason. He's a freak of nature. That's why he's in the big leagues and dominating. Yeah, and it's why he doesn't have to get these perceived slights to get him in the zone because he should be able to handle that on oh, his own anyway. Tired. It works tired. for him. 
Um, all right, some more Gosh. stuff about last night. Shame um, on him for having some adrenaline <laughs> and carrying on the field. Uh, you can you can have your adrenaline purposefully put in the right in the right place. It was. And I think he, he misplaces he, it more often than not. Uh, he's got a big history of getting into trouble, apparently. Yeah, big yeah, history. Does. Yeah, people know that. He's out of control. Um, all right, so the fans wanted blood. Uh, let us know again, hashtag PadresSH, if you thought that uh, Bumgarner maybe should have kept to himself or if you, uh, like the couch, think that it was, everything me? was okay. Totally Don't cool. look at me. Don't say anything. <laughs> I want to know I how saw, fast that I was. I saw your lips move right there, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, also last night, so Bumgarner was on, and I wanted to ask you guys about this. Uh, I was – uh, watching, obviously, in the sixth inning, they're down 4 nothing at that point. Will Myers, speaking of, he gets that double to the gap, and Brett Wallace running from third ba- first base, not the speediest guy, <laughs> and he's held up at third, and the relay throw ended up being way out in left center field. I mean, do you send them? I feel like you have to be more aggressive against Bumgarner when you're not having anything else going at the plate. I think that not a critical point in the game, but at least try and, and make something happen. Agree? Disagree? Jordan? What's your call on that? Um, I agree with the sentiment of being aggressive when you're going up a guy like Madison Bumgarner. Try to get as many runs as possible. Take those opportunities. I'm with you on that. Um, but I don't know. I didn't have a huge issue with Hoffman at third. Did no, you? I think it's I more a result don't. of seeing what actually happened. Hey, once you're the play down concluded. by you're down by four. You need more than one. All right. And like I said, you got a slow guy out there. He's chugging from first to third. You got you know your lineups coming up. And like, hey, we we need three or four right here. The last thing I need is him rounding third. Stumbling, tripping, falling, gets thrown out. That's the end of the rally. Uh, to me, to me, it wasn't wasn't warranted. And even with Bumgarner on the mound, assuming he's you not going to give a four-run rally, I, I don't need a run. I need four. I don't need to give up outs. Outs are more crucial in that situation than getting the one run and risking getting thrown out. I don't For know, me I, personally, I liked if it was anybody else, but the way he was so locked in, he had complete game stuff the whole night. Right. So I'm not. I'm not I running into toward, an out. I don't need to run into an out right there. I see. My, I lean more toward. I'm going to get these outs anyway. I might as well. No, do you got to make different. everyone last. The last thing you do is give one away against a guy like Bumgarner. Mm, I down thought by four, you need you need a bunch of runs right here. I yeah. would have liked to see the pushing and a little bit more aggression uh, out of them. I mean, we're looking at his stuff now. There was there's right. nothing going on. So the few chances you get, you might as well push the envelope, try and rattle him a bit. Uh, it wasn't going to get any worse, that's for sure. I'm not going to help him out by running into an out at, at home plate with a slow runner. Uh, Jordan, your take coming up. Your definitive side on this. My definitive side yeah. is I'm okay with what Hoffman did. Oh, so you would have held him, too, if you were there in the third base coach's box. Thank you. I Gosh. don't want him to fight me either, though. <laughs> yeah, he's already got one stare down, and you're already <laughs> yeah. intimidated. Oh, you're going to be a great one. going today. Yeah. All right, let's go. The rest go. of the show. Uh, everything else. So some more second-guessing from last night. This isn't second-guessing so much, but uh, the one big blow, Brandon Crawford, the home run mm. uh, that he hit early, and he hit it on a 3-0 pitch. Yeah. And I'm wondering, and it was, it was a high fastball. It wasn't right down the middle, but for a guy who maybe likes to hit a ball high, uh, that's, a, that's right down the sweet spot for you. Why don't more guys swing on 3-0? and Everyone seems to take all the time. You saw what he did yesterday. Wouldn't that be some uh, good strategy, speaking of, just Major League Baseball-wide? If you Jordan, were to are, you the, are you the kid in, in that was swinging 3-0? I you, didn't do it. No. No? Really? Okay. No. You? No, no. I mean, you weren't swinging 3-0? I'm not swinging 3-0 unless my skipper gave me the, uh, hey, you go ahead, swing. swing away sign right there. Right? Yeah, I was usually told don't even think about taking the bat off the shoulder. Pretty much. That's Regardless whether it's 3-0 or 0-0. Yeah, because we had no chance well, of getting it hit anyway, right? So. You and I, Jordan, <laughs> were never even close to major league players. And, Bob, you made your living on the mound, so I don't think right. we're the best test So here, here's but. a couple of numbers for you. First of all, it's a great question. And obviously you see guys hit the home runs sometimes. There's nothing more frustrating than seeing a guy swing 3-0 and make an out. But when you look at the numbers this year so far, hitters are hitting 456 when they're swinging on 3-0 counts. So there's something to be said for, hey, you're getting a cookie and let the good guys swing. But the other part of it is if you don't swing after a 3-0 count, your on-base percentage goes up to 752. 
So it really becomes a, a question of what is your goal in this situation? Why am I letting this guy swing right here? Do I need to drive in runs? And in a case like this, look, you've got Crawford at the plate. He's your number eight hitter. You've got your pitcher coming up next, right? So why not? You're probably going to get a 3-0 fastball down the middle against a guy that's having trouble throwing strikes. You've got your pitcher up next. I'd rather have him swing away 3-0, maybe get the cookie, and he got to it right there, than him reaching base even because my pitcher's up next, he's most likely an out, and now I'm only one out away, one pitch away from the double play getting me out of the inning. So if so he's I your number two hitter, you think don't swing away. It's very circum – yeah, it yeah. depends on the situation. Yeah, yeah, it's very situational. I mean, if you're yep. behind four runs like last night, for example, you need to get as many people on base as possible. Right. So maybe trying to work that walk, probably the smarter approach. If you're up a couple runs, if you're dealing with a four-run lead, then you have the opportunity to maybe swing away, put one out of the park, and extend the lead a little bit. All right, uh, we got one question coming in before we uh, take a little step away here. This is from uh, 3BZ, and going back to the fight, fight again, quote-unquote, uh, the meeting out on the field. Uh, anytime, uh, Scan, did you get into a scuffle back in your day? Any good stories of, uh, of fights on the field? I was in plenty of scuffles. In fact, there's scuffles that come up on tape sometimes that I don't even remember. <laughs> you got, you <laughs> got hit that badly? No, <laughs> no, it's just I pitched inside a lot. That was yeah. part of what I did. I wasn't a headhunter. I mean, uh, certainly wasn't trying to hurt guys, but I definitely pitched inside, so I had several uh, altercations, uh, I guess we could call them, uh, some against the Phillies, Pittsburgh. I saw one uh, a couple of years ago against Marquise Grissom when he was with the Montreal Expos, and, and Griff and I were actually teammates later on. I completely forgot that we almost had a scuffle. So, yeah, things, things like that happen, and, uh, you know, it's, it's part of the game. You know, you don't back down for those situations, and, and a lot of this game is intimidation, quite frankly. I, I don't want a guy standing in that batter's box feeling comfortable against me. I want him to have a shadow of a doubt that, you know what, one might slip, and I don't want you to be comfortable in there, and I certainly don't want you thinking that you've got the upper hand when that guy's digging in the batter's box. When he walks in there, I already know in my mind, you are an out, and I'm going to do everything I can to project that on him and make sure that that happens. And we talked about that earlier in the year, how this team maybe it was a perceived lack of that fire, and now at least we're seeing it with last night, even if I didn't agree with Bumgarner's actions, seeing the team come out and Myers react. It's good to have that kind of mentality. Sometimes it is good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the old let sleeping dogs lie, right? Yeah. Sometimes if you're beating up on a team, you don't even want to have those types of altercations because it can fire them up. Right. Uh, but if you're that team that's getting beat up and you're down, sometimes you've got to have those moments to bring the boys together and just remind yourselves, hey, we're in this thing together. Let's get it done. Well said. All right, we've got a Christian Bethencourt coming our way right after this. But first, a reminder for you to not miss Padres Cocktail Fest presented by Southwest Airlines and supported by Las Vegas. Stroll down to Petco Park this Friday, May 20th, before the Padres take on the Dodgers at 740. Sample handcrafted cocktails from your favorite San Diego restaurants and bars. Tickets available at Padres.com party. Like we said, Christian Bethencourt joining us on the couch. Don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're here inside the AMR studio, heading you to game two of Padres and Giants, a long division stretch uh, for the Padres. And joining us now is one of the men that's been wearing the uniform, going out there day in and day out, Christian Bethencourt. How you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, if you have any questions for Christian as we welcome him to the Cholula hot seat, make sure to use hashtag PadresSH and we'll try and get to him. Uh, we haven't talked to you since spring training. How's, uh, how's San Diego? How's the team? How you fitting in? How you feeling? Um, San Diego is awesome. I mean, there's not many teams I can complain about. You know, you get to play in a great city. You get to play with a great teammates. You get to play in this weather. I mean, it's just awesome. 
Yeah, and then everything good, right? was calm and cool and collected in the city until last night. Things got a little <laughs> bit heated, a little bit of fun on the field, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those are, you know, things that happen in baseball. And, yeah. you know, you sh you're trying to get not get to those things, but, you know, when it happens. Yeah, but the adrenaline's flowing. Guys get a little yeah, intense. Yeah, and especially yeah. you, I mean, catching, yeah. you, you see a lot of that stuff. I mean, you hear the hitters talking. You see the pitchers. I mean, you're right yeah, in the middle of the Sometimes you thing. just got to play out like you didn't hear anything. Just <laughs> just to not get into that level. But right, sometimes right. you just feel like you have to say something to the batter. And, you know, they'll, you'll, you guys will just have a talk and yeah. you won't go anywhere. You will hear the umpire, hey, knock it off, guys. Yeah. You'll I mean, have it. you ever had a situation where you actually you take the mask off and you're just you're going face to face with the guy right now? I would the not box? take my mask off. <laughs> you have you protection. Have protect Why yeah. would you get rid of you it? Protect right? that face. That's yeah. Smart. yeah. Smart I wouldn't fighter. take my mask off. Yeah. But you've gone, you've gone nose to nose with a guy in the batter's box uh, over something. I think I did a few times in minor leagues. I haven't yeah. got one in the minor leagues yet. Well, okay. actually, I did have one last year against the Padres, but it didn't. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, luckily, it's all in the past. Nice. Water yeah. under the bridge. Yeah. Um, let's talk uh, so far, Christian. I mean, behind the plate, this pitching staff has been, uh, for the most part, very good, and they've been on a really great run. Uh, some bumps here and there, but what have you seen that's been most encouraging for you in the games you have been catching and the guys you've been receiving for? What's been some of the stuff that you've loved seeing the most from behind the plate? Um, I mean, it's been it's been good so far, and it's been tough too because you know we have some injuries, and yeah. you know it's something, some stuff that we don't want to happen. But you know, we're all humans. This is baseball, and there's a bunch of stuff. There's there's gonna be injuries and everything, and you know, there's sometimes it gets hard because you get a bunch of new guys um, every every week or every three days. You get guys that come out for a day, they're called down, and they will have another one, and then another one's coming, and then. You get three. Uh, you start with five stars in the season, and then you got three new starters in the middle of the first month of the season. And you know you gotta get you working. I mean, um, Dino, and now we have Sanchez. We try to work in the bullpen with uh, with the new guys, get to know them better, get to know their pitches. And I mean, you know, those are the guys that they're not gonna give up. I mean, they're gonna battle. I mean, our, we don't have a positive record, but we still. I mean, we get we, we get here every day like like we are. 40 and nothing. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the mentality we have to have that we're going to win every single game. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, you know, it didn't happen. We'll, we'll get back at it tomorrow. You know, it's interesting. And you mentioned all the changes in the roster and everything. And despite all that, you guys got off to the rough start to start the season. You've been playing some of your best baseball over the last four or five series and took two out of three from the Cubs. So it almost seems like you guys are maybe mentally getting tougher and, and pulling it together here after a little slow start. Um, you know, that's, that's baseball. I mean, you you get a hot start and then you cool down and then some of the teams they start real cold and then they heat up and you know you never know what's going to happen in baseball yeah. true how have you been adjusting because you came out of spring training it was Derek Norris's job you get some at bats here and there how do you adjust to being able to produce when you have you already have a career high in home runs this year and it's only been uh, you know middle of May what's your daily preparation like your weekly preparation like working with the staff but also trying to get yourself offensively and staying fresh I mean the thing is just to stay ready whenever they need me and you know whenever they need me if they need me in the in the inning number 12 or in the inning four like you know it happens in Milwaukee when I had a came in because you know got hit in the hand or actually also in Milwaukee when um, the in training games that I have to come in in the 10 inning and you know a pinch here and there and you know get a star here and there too and you know just gotta be tough mentally and you know 
every day I come, I come to the clubhouse thinking, okay, you're in the lineup today, so you better be ready. Yep. If I'm not there, okay, tomorrow's another day. Find a way to help the team, yeah, whatever it may you be. Gotta, you got to be ready, and, you know, you try to get yourself ready. You get here, then you get your work in the cage. You get your work in the bullpen. You get your catching drills. You know, you hit body in practice, and, you know, even during the game, you go in the cage one or two times just to stay loose, and whenever they need you, they're going to call you Bethancourt. So now it's time. Yeah. So. And get we after actually, it. Yeah, we actually, quickly, Bob, we have yeah. a question come in on Twitter while you're talking about BP and being in the cage from Fire Gal. She wants to know, what is it you've been working on in BP? Your bat's been a great surprise. I think not a surprise to you. I'm sure you knew what you could do. But for fans who maybe didn't know a lot about you, what is it that you're working on to be able to be ready when you're called upon? Um, I do have a different buying stance. I didn't have to like it the past for the past seven years so that was basically something new that i was working on in spring training and you know i'm pretty sure i think he have been really well so far i mean i feel really comfortable at the play and like i say i just try to get myself ready all the time because you know you never know when you're gonna come in and i mean i have to in the position i am that i don't get to play every day so i have to prepare myself every day to be in there every day. You know, sticking with that, we just saw the high leg kick there on the home run that you had in, in, at Wrigley Field. And is that a timing device? Is that something that just helps you stay back a little bit um, on the off speed? Yeah, I mean, you got to also check a lot of videos against the pitcher, um, whoever I'm going to face, and, you know, what's their time when they're in the stretch or when they're in their wind-up. You know, you got to match my timing, my, my leg kick with their timing too. Yeah. You know, and if he, they do uh, – Quick pitch or slice step, I mean. Which you might see at a Johnny Quinto yeah, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. mixes things up. Well, with his uh, the Familia guy from the New York Mets, he right. did it to me. I mean, he was a quick pitch, and, you mm -hmm. know, that's when he gets a little bit tougher. Yeah. yeah. You've also we've seen you taking some balls at third base in the outfield, maybe. Anywhere else we might see you this year to maybe get you some more at-bats? Um, like I tell you many times, I mean, I just got to stay ready. I mean, I mean, why not get a chance in third base, left field? I mean. I got to be honest, I was really excited. And, uh, I know Andy Green, he announced it uh, after the game at Milwaukee that I was going to pitch. Right. I, I was mean. excited for that, too. <laughs> we're all looking forward to that. I all mean, right. What do you feature? Just so, just so we know, if you do get out there, what's in the repertoire? I mean, I told my teammates, uh, don't – I don't know if I can throw a strike. <laughs> but, I mean, I know That's it's – That's not important. I know, it's hard, I, know, I know it's hard to throw a strike because I've been a catcher my whole life. I deal with <laughs> pitchers, and I know it's not easy. But, I mean – Dell wanted to see it because of my arm, so I was like, I'm going to try it, you know, I'm going to try to bring it in. So <laughs> Do you call your own pitches from the mound? Do you shake off whoever's catching you because you uh, are a catcher? How does I'll that work? I'll try to get my slider and change that, not all fastballs, you know, <laughs> not, not to get the hitters just thinking fastball, fastball, right. fastball. Yeah, that's nice, man. That's so great. Is that something you work on in the outfield sometimes, the change up in the, in the breaking ball? Uh, sometimes you do, doing, um, when you're playing catch. Yeah. You work on your slider. Everybody messes change, around, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Nice. That's great. All right, well, Christian, thank you for stopping by, and, uh, yeah, continued best of luck for you the rest of this year. Everything's been looking so yep. good so thank far. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, All cool, right. get them. Have That's fun Christian Bethencourt on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncap real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We thank Christian Bethencourt for swinging by. When we come back, we will keep Padres Social Hour going. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. 
We are back here on Padres Social Hour. Thanks again to Christian Bethencourt for Great taking dude, the time. Huh? He's awesome. He's you know, I'm, I'm actually jealous now because when he was making that comment as a catcher, like, I know it's hard to throw strikes. I could have used him behind the plate. Somebody <laughs> that actually understood. Someone Look, that trying. can empathize I'm with you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not trying to throw it in the dirt. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we have Jordan Carruth back. Uh, how's your power game this year, Jordan? I don't throw strikes either. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so being a major leaguer with that easy. Yeah, it's a catcher for us. Speaking of the guys who will hopefully throw lots of strikes, or at least one of them tonight, Let's go to the pitching matchup now, brought to us by Water and Sports Physical Therapy. The pitching matchup presented by them, the official physical therapist of the San Diego Padres. The one we're hoping throws a lot of strikes, obviously, Drew Pomeranz, bringing his 4-3 and three record and sub-2 ERA up against Johnny Cueto's having a great season, worth every penny so far uh, from San Francisco. The one bad game Drew's had this year has been his game against the Giants. Bob, what do you see him doing to bounce back today? Well, what's interesting is you're absolutely right. I mean, there's only one game where he's given up more than three earned runs, hasn't gone past the fifth inning, it's against the Giants. When you look at Drew Pomeran's numbers, one thing that's interesting, you don't see this very often either. He's actually more effective against lineups the second and the third time through than the first time. So overexposure has not been a problem for him. So this is the first time that he's facing a team for the second time this season. But I'm not worried about it with Drew because he's done such a great job of locating his fastball, using the off-speed pitches. I'm hoping that just that night against the Giants up at AT&T was an off night. He comes back and he's been the same Drew Pomeranz that we've seen him for every other outing this year, which has been a guy that's been dominant and been able to make the big pitch in the big situation. Why do you think he's able to be a little bit better the second and third time around? Because normally a pitcher, the, the most common thing is... The more you're seen, the more likely you yeah, are to Yeah, you get, get through that exposed. lineup one time, then it starts to get a little bit shaky. Yeah, I think it's, it's basically because he's done such a great job with his off-speed pitch, and I don't think he overuses it early in the ballgame. He saves something for later, and he's not one-dimensional with it. In other words, he can throw it to both sides of the plate, Oftentimes we'll see guys, they're effective the first time through the lineup. The second time you see them, okay, I get this, I've got the velocity, I've got the location, and guys run into patterns. He doesn't run into a pattern. You see right there, that's the backdoor breaking ball. But then what does he do? He comes high and tight on a guy. Upstairs, he's going upstairs, now he goes back downstairs. He uses all four ways of pitching, up and down, in and out, back and forth, and allows him to be more effective the second and third time that he's facing guys. Is he an all-star? Jordan, in it, your estimation? I mean, right now it's between two guys for me. It's the closer or it's Drew Pomeranz, if you're looking for an all-star for the Padres. It's important for him to go deep into games right now, though, Bob, as, as you obviously know. This isn't a team with starters that have been going deep we, uh, day in and day out. Not at all. We saw Madison Bumgarner go the distance last night. Padres' bullpen could use that a little bit more out of their starters. So if there is, in fact, a chance for Pomeranz to go a little bit deeper and start planning that a little bit more effectively the way he has and, like you said, get a little bit better second or third time around the rotation, yeah. then that, that's going to help out the Padres over the long run of the whole season. You're always hoping for that, no question about it. So we'll see how his efficiency is in this ballgame and hopefully he can get some quick outs early on. That's the other thing, that, that curveball has been so effective. He doesn't get a lot of early quick outs on That's it. a problem, yeah. It's, yeah. A good, it's a blessing and a curse. Exactly. Here it is. You can't hit it. Oh, well, I guess i got to throw three or four of them before I get this guy out, but it's a nice problem. Next thing you know, 100 pitches through five and two exactly. thirds, and you're starting to run into a wall a has little it, bit. Has it been all-star stuff for you? You think he has a chance of making, being Absolutely. the representative? Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, he, he, I agree with you. He and Fernando Roddy right now might be the two front runners. And, uh, you know, what's so unpredictable right now, though, the way they put the all-star rosters together, it's not so much who's doing the best job on your team. It's what that manager needs to fill a spot that he perceives he needs in his right. roster to quote-unquote The game counts thing. now. And Apparently. pitchers are different. I mean, the voting is happening for the position players, and pitchers are getting selected by managers. Exactly. But, I mean, if he keeps up a sub-2 ERA, it's going to be very hard to ignore what Drew Pomeranz Well, the other thing is they have those lefty. five guys that the fans get to vote on. And remember, Chris Young actually was in the, th that running also. So there is a way for a yeah. pitcher to actually get voted in.
Good point. All right, that was the water and sports physical therapy pitching matchup. San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. Now, we had a question come in uh, on Twitter a little bit earlier from uh, Brent. You guys are really worth celebrating that pitching match. We're just yeah, trying to make yeah, you yeah, uncomfortable. We're, it, man. we're trying yeah. to make you uncomfortable. I'm on an island alone out here. <laughs> uh, so Brent uh, tweets in, the Kemp Dangle, which is an interesting way to put it. Dang. Is anyone interested? Personally, I like him, but the production for the money, ouch. Now, what Brent's referring to is a report from Bob Nightingale of USA Today Sports earlier today, a report, quote, unquote. He tweeted, the Padres may have a nice trade chip this summer in Matt Kemp, who has 10 homers and 29 RBI, and is being made available. Duh, I feel like we've known this, right? This isn't anything new. Was he not available previously? Right. He's curious. And it's a long list of people <laughs> that I'm sure A.J. Preller would happily take phone calls on. So uh, rather than talk about that, because uh, kind of, it's been discussed uh, at length, who on this roster, if anyone, would you say is untouchable? Who would you not trade or not field calls for? Is there anybody? Any untouchables for you, Jordan? It's a short list for me. <laughs> it really is because guys like you. How short? Initially, you think of guys like Will Myers because he's young. There's a chance for him to do some really great things, but there's also the injury concern at times. So you, don't, you could almost be okay trading a guy like Will Myers. I mean, it always depends what you're getting back. So to say that there's no untouchables, I mean, there's – it's not a Mike Trout on this team, so there. I mean, I don't. I think you could deal almost anyone. Yeah, my list is as short as you can get. Nobody's untouchable for yeah, me. Yeah, nobody. nobody. I I would hold on to Myers. I think he's. I've said it on the show already. If anyone on this roster, I think, is still a cornerstone piece five years from now. So in other words, if they offer Bryce Harper for Will Myers, you'd say no. Sorry. Yeah, hang up the phone. Right, no, of course. It. I mean, in a realistic scenario. So there is no untouchables. Because what that was a big. There story. are no untouchables. No. Okay. Then. But all, I then mean, you're taking calls on everybody. I don't like your semantic work there, Bob. No, I'm just saying. Well, untouchable is a guy that you really believe is a franchise cornerstone. Look, I, you can't give me enough. The Mike Trouts of the, of, the, of the world, the Bryce Harpers of the world, those types of players. I mean, even if you got an amazing offer for them, it's difficult for you to part with them because you know they're so unique, and it, it'd be difficult for somebody to come up with a package that wouldn't be that enticing to right. you. I, I just but don't that think kind that of type of player doesn't exist on the Pottery roster right now. That, no, that's for sure. There's no stratospheric superstar on this team. Yeah. That's for sure. But if you were to hold on to any on this roster, I think Will Myers is that guy. Disagree with that? No, I'd like to. There's a number of players that I think have, have upside on, the, on this team, and I think a lot of guys still in the minor leagues we're going to get a chance to see as well. I'm just saying, are any guys untouchable at this point? I, for me, the answer is no. Yeah, I don't feel like you need to pin your organization into that. Like, well, if yeah. we're going to keep someone, we might as well keep this guy. I, I think the way that A.J. Preller's done it, we saw it. There was a reason, there was a way he was able to get all these players in, is because he was able to go out and find those big names, even though they were players. They weren't untouchables on their team, so A.J. Preller, I'm sure he's not going to feel like there's many untouchables on his team. But Matt Kemp is available, it seems. Still available. Uh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how that unfolds as the summer moves along. Uh, also, as the summer moves along, we're having an All-Star game here. Don't know if you guys have heard about heard that. Heard about that. Here? Yeah, MLB All-Star is coming to San Diego. And don't miss Soul Pose, the ultimate outdoor yoga party. I like the sound of that. Mm. On Saturday, July 9th at Waterfront Park, Soul Pose is yoga for everybody. Register now at allstargame.com slash yoga. We're going to come back and get you prepped for this game tonight. The San Diego Untouchables against the Giants coming back <laughs> in a little bit here on Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome on back as we're getting you set for Giants and Padres coming your way in a less than an hour's time. 
Now, uh, back here in the AMR studio, I wanted to talk to you guys. We didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday on the show, uh, but Fox, the network, picked up Pitch, uh, the show, the drama coming this fall about the first female pitcher in Major League Baseball, a scripted drama, and she plays for the Padres. And they did some filming here at Petco, and the trailer's out now. You can find it all on YouTube uh, and check it out. And it got me thinking how there haven't really been that many great baseball TV shows, tons of movies, and we've talked about this at length, uh, in the past on the show as well, and this may be the one that kind of fills that, that void. But It that better fill this void. You know why? Because our audio video guy that was working on our house is an extra in that show, and so we had to wait an extra like four weeks to get our audio video stuff put in only because... He was an extra? He was an extra in the show. Oh, yeah. okay. So it better be a hitter. It scan be is going to be very... Exactly. The scan household will be Did he give you any insight on the show? Do you know he what's going on? He said it was on? good. Yeah, he just said he was having a good time and was having fun watching the filming going on. He plays a cameraman, I guess, in the show. and uh, But he, he was excited about it, so I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be something worth watching. I'll obviously be checking it out. What I noticed most in that trailer was the All-Star Game logo. That thing was everywhere in that trailer. <laughs> the hat, you saw it everywhere at Petco Park. I wonder, I wonder which network is also broadcasting the all-star game that's also broadcasting the show so that's a cool idea first female pitcher to make the major yeah. leagues i want to ask you guys if you were to make a show you were going to pitch a hollywood drama about baseball for a tv show what would your premise be well first thing is this actually happened isla borders the real story of the woman who actually was the first professional baseball pitcher and a friend of mine's actually doing her story Jean hastings ardell she's been working with isla to get it together once the book comes out i hope they come up with the screenplay because this is a real life story that being said uh it is amazing that there hasn't been a, a TV show. And to me, you could do a whole series of taking a kid from his high school days and he's got a chance to go to college or is he going to get drafted? That decision that goes on in the house. Then he gets drafted, he goes into pro ball, all the crazy things that go on in, in the minor league career, right, that's going along and you've got all the different crazy character teammates, the guy that's trying to hit on everybody's girlfriend, the guy that throws <laughs> up every time he gets to first base, the guy that, you know, all, all the different stories that go on. Were these all you, Bob, and you're pretending they were different did teammates? Did I say it was my, oh, did you catch on to that? Darn, yeah. So I just think if you did this well, that there would actually be a following because you can follow a guy's career and see what it's actually like in that fight to get to the big leagues. But you've got to do one thing, please promise me if they do this, have real baseball players that can play the game. There's nothing worse than a baseball movie or a baseball TV show where the actors actually can't play. And you that know I can it agree right with away, you on. Right? Yep. It gives yeah. away everything. Yeah, it really it, undermines yeah. the, the suspension of disbelief. It's yeah. got to pass the eye test yeah. for sports fans. <laughs> it, it has yeah. to, or, or it loses you right away. Yeah. If I were to make a movie, I think my favorite sports baseball movie would be the first Padres perfect game. That would be the movie I would want to make. All right, so you're not going TV show like I no, am. No, I'm doing, doing movie. a movie. You're going big screen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Think See, big. I, big I, screen. I like that, but I think the TV show thing, you could, you could do series after series and just To me, along. I would focus it just like, it's like an entourage, but for minor leagues. I mean, working in the minors myself, there are yeah. so many stories, and there's so much going on. And, and the I stuff think behind the scenes and all the different people that are involved and the characters. Yeah. And like make a Bull stories. Durham, but you have enough material there to make it four totally. or five seasons. And now, especially today, and with technology and yep. social yep. media and online dating and uh, travel and all that stuff, I think it could be a lot all of All right, let's get the script going, Mike. Yeah, all right. Uh, Bob and I will work on that. Uh, Jordan, you can work with Blooper on the movie script, and, and good luck with you guys. <laughs> we got this. We got yeah. this, Blooper. Can I get a cameo in your movie? We're going to yeah, have so much you. fun. I know. Uh, Scanlon's going to be a cameraman. Just imagine. Yeah, Perfect. The Scanman. Um, all right, so we're going to come back and uh, talk some of the baseball happening tonight. But, yeah, let us know if you have any good uh, baseball TV show ideas. Again, hashtag PadresSH, as always. Join the Padres for Pride Night at Petco Park this Saturday. That's May 21st. Enjoy a night of mingling and baseball as the Padres host the Dodgers for a 7-10 game. With the purchase of a special ticket package, you'll give a donation to San Diego Pride and receive a Pride-themed Padres rally towel. Tickets at Padres.
GarageRays.com slash theme games. We come back, we'll take a look at the couch versus blooper, update y'all on that. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. This is Padres Social Hour, taking you up to uh, 6.30 before the 7.10 p.m. first pitch tonight. Beautiful shot there. Now, is that a, a ship or a boat? We've had this argument before that we're looking at now out there on the waters. Usually when Bill Center's on, he's very much into his uh, well, nautical probably, terminology. Yeah, he probably measures it out by tonnage, right? And, right. Now, what's the saying, what's the saying Blooper? He has like a, a phraseology, right? If a boat could fit on a ship. Right, and that's a ship cannot fit on a boat. Yeah, right, whatever. That's Bill Center's reasoning. All right, we're moving on. That doesn't help us at all. No, Zero. not, no, not yeah. at all. Like, at all. Nothing yeah. empirical about that. No, not, no, uh, no safer metrics there. Uh, we had a tweet come in during the break. We were talking earlier about trading players and who's available. Uh, at Blur619, typical. Every time the Padres get great players, they trade them. Well, this is a very, I mean, this is a situation where you got to, I mean, you got to trade some of these guys. They're not long-term answers, a uh, camp and Upton maybe. You're trying to get greater players in trades back. I don't think anyone would be mad if some trades were made this summer, right? You went for it last year, right? You went for the championship run. You traded away your minor league system. It didn't work out. You've got to reverse the process now and get some of that young talent back into the system. So you can't blame the Padres for going for it last year. I certainly didn't. That was fun. I wanted to see what would happen. It didn't play out, but it wasn't for lack of effort. That being said, now it's time to uh, go in a different direction and get some of that young talent back. Yeah, we talked about depth a little bit earlier in the show and uh, bringing up Alexi Amarista and how it's good for the depth. It's time to get a little bit more depth in the farm yeah, system. Yeah, a little deeper in the, down on the farm. Hey, look, this is going to be a really important month. I mean, you've got the June draft coming up. You've got the July deadline coming up for the trades. The next couple of months are going to be crucial in terms of the direction of this organization, and hopefully uh, everything goes well. We'll find out because this is going to lay the groundwork for the next four, five, six years. Yeah, draft, international signing period, yep. trading deadline. Those are the three big it's milestones crucial. for fans yep. to keep an eye on. All right, time now for uh, our lineup tonight, and it's brought to us by United. And leading off once again, we've got Travis Jankowski back in center field. John Jay probably avoiding a DL stint, Andy Green says, which is good. good. May be available tonight to try and come into the game, but Jankowski Great. will still get the start in center field. Then that's Will Myers at first base batting second. Matt Kemp in right field hitting third. Brett Wallace, after two hits last night, is at third base and batting cleanup. And Melvin Upton Jr. in left field. Derek Norris catching. Alexi Ramirez at shortstop. Jose Perella at second base. Drew Pomeranz will be pitching this evening. And that was brought to us by United, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Time now for our Supercuts Head-to-Head Challenge. And as you guys know, every, every day, it's couch versus blooper. See who gets to have the most uh, positive impact on the game. And last, this is the first time I haven't been able to make the choice myself. So, Bob, I've been waiting for you, Scan, <laughs> to come here, be my consigliere, my Tom Higgins, and my Michael I'm your right-hand man, man. I'm there for here you. Here for you to help me out. So uh, the couch picked Colin Ray last night. Okay. And he went five innings, three earned, four hits, two walks, three Ks. Pedestrian, I guess. Kept him in the game. Nothing outstanding. Okay. He was there. Yeah. And a blooper picked Travis Jankowski, who went over three, but had that one incredible catch out in center field uh, in the first inning, I believe. Played some really good defense. So he didn't provide an offense. Colin Ray didn't really give or take. 
What, where are you seeing this go? Yeah, that's a tough one. There's obviously no definitive winner, but I'm going to go in the favor of Jankowski in the defense because I always look at it as you make the great play, you're All saving right. pitches, you're saving outs, possibly saving the bullpen for tomorrow. So I'm going to take a little bit of a, you know, take a step back in the broader look All instead right. of the impact that he had on that game, maybe the game uh, tonight. Skin, you're on I the like couch. It. You All right, so good point. I know, I know I was now by four, Jordan gets the first. No, Blooper gets the first pick tonight. So Blooper, make it quick. Who you got? I'm going with Jankowski. Back-to-back Jankowski? All right. And Jordan, really quickly, who are you trying to... I'm saying Will uh, Myers bounces back nicely after that big fight last night. All right. I like it a lot. And Jordan, 3-1 and this year against Blooper. The second best record so far. Who has the first? Uh, Ben Higgins, 5-1. and Uh, That's a super cut. Yeah, super cut. That's a head challenge. Super cuts. They pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish. So you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the super cuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back to wrap up this episode of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. As we wrap things up here, uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, as we're here in the AMR studio, that Petco Park was up for that Facility of the Year Award. And, and we got the news, and it's not good. What? Did not win it. Daytona International Speedway was awarded the Sports Business Journal, Sports Business Daily, Sports Facility of the Year. Well, that shouldn't take anything away from Petco Park. Hey, so top five facilities out of every sporting facility right. in America. That's pretty damn good. You do a great job here. Yeah, yep. I like that a lot. Uh, we also had one uh, last tweet come in. We were talking about baseball TV shows and how there haven't been that many. Uh, Dennis tweeting in, do Sam Malone and Tony Maselli help qualify Cheers <laughs> and Who's the Boss as baseball TV shows? Yes or no? That, yes, I th- actually think it does because Sam Malone was such an important part of that show. He was the show, basically. And his we whole never saw him play baseball, though. No, but we heard about it all the time, and him and the coach were there. I mean, that was the main topic, wasn't it? I mean, his baseball career, and that's Counting. why he's got the bar. Baseball yes. show. You're booking it. I, I disagree. We never saw them play actual baseball. And we didn't have, well, that's the whole point. We didn't have to watch somebody pretend to be a baseball player. Thank goodness. That we can all agree on. Yeah, do not suspend the disbelief with that uh, athlete's uh, on camera. Uh, tomorrow, 4.30, Randy Jones and Mike Race will be joining me. So join us for that. It'll be the series finale between the Giants and the Padres. Let's see if the boys can even things up tonight. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Blooper. And thank you for watching. This was Padres Social Hour.